Hello Nomads, and welcome to our catch-up episode for January of 2024. We're going to catch up on what we've been playing, what we've been watching, what we've been, I don't know, reading. Sometimes we throw some books in there. Who knows? Who knows what we're going to get into? But we are the Nomads of Fantasy, a mostly weekly video game, movie, show, where we make every universe our home. With me, I have Brandon. We are all stories in the end. Did you just make that up? Because that was beautiful. Mm. It was moving. Oh, I got one. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. Let's let it, let it rip. Dave, also, I have with me. All we are, dudes, is dust in the wind. Was it Bill and Ted's? It is Bill and Ted's. I just watched that. <laughs> that was nice. Excellent journey or oh, first yeah, one? Which... Excellent. Yeah. Excellent okay. adventure. Yeah, and I haven't seen the Bill and Ted's in a long time. Yeah, it's a trilogy now. Kid. Baby Keanu, That's too. Right. That's right. I forgot they made a new movie. That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, I'm your host, Eric. I don't have a fancy quote prepared, but those both of your guys' quotes were very moving. So I hope you all enjoyed those. Usually we don't have quotes for these catch-ups, but I really appreciated right. the, yeah, the yeah. work you put into that, fellas. So uh, Before we get into all the stuff, what we've been doing over the past month or so, mm-hmm. I'll throw it over to Dave real quick. Give us an update on the schedule of what we have coming up. Yep, yep. Uh, next week, first half of February, we are watching Old Boy. Uh, one of Eric's recommendations, it, one that I literally know nothing about. It could be I about like an old boy. It could be when is what's the last young man thing that I have recommended to us? I feel like I don't have that. Usually like animes anim- or something. Anime. Yeah, animes, maybe an indie game or two. But yeah, it's nice to have a, yeah. a movie recommendation that neither of you have seen. Usually, I'm the one who hasn't seen it, so mm-hmm. this will be this will be fun. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. I don't I have know nothing so. You seem very pumped about it, so I'm always, always up I for am. new. Rap. I don't, I, I don't want to overhype it, but it's we'll it see. It is we'll see one of the greatest movies of all time. Okay, ever, <laughs> ever made. Um, after that, we are going uh, to watch Green Knight um, towards the end of the month. Uh, one of Brandon's recommendations that he watched a part of on an airplane, and it was just yep. so enrapturing. The that best way to watch a movie, yeah, on an airplane. Yep. yep. And that one, I literally know that could be. The fourth Shrek movie, for all I know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Could be Green Knight. So, um, yeah. It's true. I don't know anything about that one either. Dipping into February. So, yeah, we got a, we got some interesting stuff coming up uh, these next couple weeks. And uh, hopefully some Twitch stream Fridays. Get some oh, of yeah. those in. That's right. So. Every Friday, that's been uh, at least the, the cadence for the past couple weeks. We've been doing uh, streams on Fridays over at twitch.tv slash nomads of fantasy. Uh, yeah, it's been fun just getting together, playing some whatever we feel like playing. You know, it could be last week we played Pal World for a little while, threw in some Rocket League. We've played some Mario Kart. Uh, Dave and I did some Goldeneye online, which was fun. Uh, <laughs> did so, you yeah. really? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was actually. The controls were so bad. It made so me bad, yeah. throw my controller. But uh, yeah, it's fun over there. So that's, that's kind of what we're planning to schedule just something every Friday night, hop on uh and play some games together so hope you join us over there speaking of pal world yeah enough enough to the preamble let's get to the real what we came here to talk about i was gonna call it like the meat of the discussion but pal world is not the meat of the discussion it's more like uh it's more like 
I was playing it, and it was more like a junk food game. It's like turn well, your brain off. Sampler, it's the sampler platter of every <laughs> other game that exists out there. Uh, it is. It is. Um, I guess I don't have a thing pulled up here, but it's essentially it's, what, like a survival, survival crafting, crafting game? Pokemon. Yep. Brandon's so, favorite genre. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, While they yeah, talk about I mean, this game and gush about it, I was playing it with them. And not really enjoying it, but if anybody knows me, I don't like this genre. Every time I play Valheim or Lego Fortnite survival shit, it's not for me. But it's okay. I do appreciate some of the things they did with at least this take on this genre, specifically how you were capturing these pals, these animals out there, and then mm-hmm. you can make them kind of like your workers at your base. You can make abilities. them your slaves. Right. Mm-hmm. First, you so. beat the shit out of them, and then you throw <clears throat> yes. them into an egg, take them captive, and then they're your. Friend. It's just like Pokemon too. You like you wear them down, you beat them up, and then you make them fight for you. It's like dog fighting. You throw yeah. a thing in the air, it sucks them in, and it closes in, and then it disappears, and then they are captured. Totally Pokemon ripoff. Absolutely. It's this. Yeah, it's it's the same as Pokemon. But yeah, I I heard I, you can see that immediately. But once I started playing it and I saw some of the menus, I'm like. Oh, they ripped off a lot more than just Pokemon. Like, well, you were saying Ark too, right? They the, lifted a lot of stuff. The from leveling there. system and learning the technologies. That whole thing is like, they didn't even change the UI on it. Like, they kept the same UI as they have in Ark too. Like, hmm. dude, I noticed like, a ton of Breath of, Breath of the Wild inspiration as well, and what? like mainly the a lot of the menus and even the font is like eerily huh. similar to like Breath of the Wild. Um, and the music as well, like that twinkly like piano right. music is sprinkled throughout there. So mm-hmm. all of that being said, I had fun when we played this game. Um, you know, it was, it's a it's your very it's a typical crafting survival loop where you're building up your base, you're upgrading your base, you're you know, you're you actually you do have goals to work towards. You know, there's these factions throughout the world that you. Uh, are supposed to defeat or whatever. Um, I only played, we only played a couple hours on stream, but uh, we kind of got to the point, well, I did anyways, like to the end of the tutorial where you're supposed to fight the big, like main first boss. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I I had fun with it. And I think, like I said, like Brandon said, the, the pal capturing is actually, it feels good. Um, and like having them be able to fight alongside you and work for you and do all the mundane shit that you don't want to do in any crafting survival game, I think makes it is a very big quality of life, smart, uh, improvement that they made to this type of game. Cause like you don't have to sit there and hold down X to craft 10 pieces Dude. of wood. You can just assign that's a pass like to it and they'll fucking do it all on. day. Yeah. Who, how can you enjoy a game where it's, I need rocks. There's a rock and you take out your tool and then you hold down a button and you just watch a hand whack away and i'm like how is this fun in any way you can just explain every first person shooter too like oh there's a guy i have to kill i point the thing at the guy and i shoot at least it moves it's it's every damage if you you want to be reductive that's every video game yeah no no just because i'm holding the button that is nothing like halo (laughs) You, there's like no Sam, way. You just described Halo. <laughs> Same thing. No way you have not. Mm-hmm. No, get out of here. But like seriously, I, I do appreciate that that they did that because that to me is always a buzzkill. Not enough for me to enjoy the the game because the enemy AI is dumb. Just it's non-existent. It's just sure. path. It's just path enemies. They just stay in the same path. 
doop a doop a doop. That's it. Nothing else. You it's know? also and if you get near them, maybe they attack you. Or it's worth Actually, noting this is still. They're like cute it's little. It's worth innocent... noting this is still early access, so like sure. a lot of improvements could be coming down the line if they don't get shut down I'm by sh- fucking Pokemon Company or whatever. But yeah. They've got so many millions of downloads and players already that even if they do get it's sued insane. by somebody, they'll just swap out the textures or swap out the swap out the models for the characters and like this animal Dave, now wanna, looks like this one. Uh, you did, Brandon and I uh, and Brandon's nephew we played together on stream. Mm-hmm. Dave, yeah. you didn't play with us, but I'm as the resident um, crafting survival expert. I would like to hear your uh, opinions on Pal World. Well. It's not reinvent. It's not redoing like inventing anything. Like you know, no. it's taking bits and pieces of other games from you know. I saw a lot of Fortnite in there with like the animations on the characters. The look and too, cell shading like art kind style. Of look. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's not. That's why I called it like junk food. Is because it's just kind of like the same mishmash of all these other games. Whereas if I'm gonna play a crafting survival game, I'd rather be playing Valheim or something like that. But my kid isn't super into Pokemon, so he's been into Pal World. So I've just been kind of letting him do it. And I've just been kind of, you know, taking the controller when needed and, you know, capturing some guys. Um, also, they're playing with a seven-year-old. Um, makes me want to bang my face into a wall when I see their building. Because yeah, yeah. they're like, oh, I'll put a bench over here. Oh, I'll put a bench in the middle of this walkway over here. And then they're just like, yeah. the house is just a mess and there's boxes in the middle of rooms and stuff yeah, give me the just, controller let me let me design this house just for you let me let me clean up after you just log in here and like align things so that everything's 90 degrees and oh, right. God, it drives me nuts but <laughs> no it's not it's not really inventing anything it's not that's you know it's just kind of there so i'll probably play with my kid until he gets bored of it and then poof it's gonna go away and maybe someday i'll get back into valheim but um i it does enjoyed have it like those, i said same I think loops. it. I don't think I would ever. I don't know. I probably would never play this game by myself, but I had fun like playing with you guys. You know, like with with Brandon. And even though he was hating it, I think that made it more enjoyable for me. Well, <laughs> during him complain the entire but dude, time. Like, I, it's like the whole fast travel in the game drove me nuts. I couldn't. I, I couldn't believe what I was being told. <laughs> so usually, when you pull up a menu. There are certain access points that you have that you can mm-hmm. click on and fast mm-hmm. travel. To me, mm-hmm. that means like I'm playing the game. I need to get back to a location. What is this like 1985? No, it's modern day. You can just load that area up. Boom. All right, great. What does this game do? It makes no sense. So I'm out and about exploring, and it says you're running out of food. It's nighttime and you're cold. You got to head back to base. All right, well, there's a fast travel point. Next to the base, I pull up the menu. Get the fuck out of here. You can't travel back there. No, you have to walk all the way back. And then you, here's what it really does. I can fast travel to other places, but I have to be next to it. So it, Yeah, you got to unlock the fast travel points. Yeah, you see, you're describing, you've been playing Breath of the Wild for too long. I think you got the is blinders what it on is? here. Yeah. I think you got the blinders on here. That's uh, part of like the game design. Or Ubisoft you have games. Far Cry and yeah. Assassin's those, Creed are, are also going to do that, where you can. Those are go a different to genre. It's it's the survival the element, sur- yes. Like Dave because is saying, you can't just fast travel from anywhere because no then where is where is the danger of going exploring right. when you can just press pause and just go boop? I'm out of here. Right. You got to have that like, danger. You have what that danger sense are you of, facing? They're just like 
don't know. Animals that well, just because you're left, going out and go exploring, right, like, because right. a lot of the map, the map is pretty big, and like, obviously, it's not, it doesn't populate the map until you explore that area. So, like, the whole point of one of these games is to just pick a direction and walk and see what you find. But mm-hmm. you might run into something that'll kill you, or you might run out of food and. Or you know, get cold or whatever. Right. Survival. Uh, so that's the I, risk I you're taking whenever you're going away from your base. You I gotta think be because I'm playing these games. Tears of the Kingdom, which is kind of a survival game in some ways. You know, like you can be cold, like, you don't can be hot. Die. Light survival. Don't, light. Don't light. Lose light. your hearts. Yeah, but you're not gonna starve. You, you know, you can't have sleep deprivation or anything like that. But still, this. I think you're right, though. I think that's what my problem is. I'm playing a game that's a masterpiece. And then I play a game like Pale World, and I'm like, this is a watered-down version of all those other games you're talking about. It's like, it's not excelling at any of them. You know, it's just kind of like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. True. I feel like jack-of-all-trades, master of nothing. Master of cuteness. I agree with you there. I mean, yeah, what's, what's, cuter the than a, what's cuter than a little lamb ball? Like, it's a little ball, and then you, and it's got and then you smack it. it in the face with a club and murder it. You know, it's cute when the intro makes you ca- have to capture 30 of those things, and there's only 10 in the area. So you gotta wait for them to load. Oh, yeah, that's when you go exploring. Like a whole yeah, they're trying to get you, go... you to explore the world. That's mm. what, yeah, exactly. But then you exactly. find different pals that do different things. Like I captured a deer for the kid, and the deer chops wood for him automatically. And you know, yeah, the nice. deer sweet. You My favorite was uh, the fox, the fire fox, the fire fox. Um, Great browser. And you can craft a craft a holster for it, and basically use it like a flamethrower. You can pick Ooh. it up and use it like a flamethrower. That, that was actually that, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, you were dominating uh, enemies. It's like way you're... overpowered in the early game. You just yeah. melt melt things with that. So, um, that's that's the thing with playing with that kid. Is like he's not he's not focused on like the the loop of you got to craft to get the better thing to unlock right. the next thing to get the better thing. He just wants to wander around and you know. Dude, if I had this game as a kid, I would be doing the same I mean, thing. I would treat. Right I would now. play it like a Pokemon game and just go out and want to capture the the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You know, right? And Collect them all. Your, your town, village thing that yeah. you're making, and yeah, build your shit. So ah, it's kids are lucky these days. If I had this game when I was a kid, I would shit bricks. You know, like <laughs> this was. Uh, it yeah, just gets dropped crazy. on your lap for free, just out of the blue, just randomly. Right? Like here you go. Game Pass one day. Oh, look at this shit. Fuck. <laughs> no, and all they want to play is Roblox anyway, so. Right. Oh, right. Roblox. Yeah, that's trash. I can't tan that. Yeah. Talking about watered down that's, games. That's a whole different. That's a whole different conversation. Yeah. 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 I don't need to get into that. Um, all right. Yeah, that's enough. I feel like that's enough. Pal World. Uh, it's it's fun, but I don't I don't know if I'll pick it up again. Go unless... play Valheim. Yeah, yeah like Valheim's the better. Experience. There are other <laughs> no. survival games you could play. Just, I did yeah. like the 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 Pokemon catching mechanic felt pretty good. The Pokemon, I'm just calling them Pokemon because that's what they're straight they are. up. But it felt like the actual mechanic of that felt good, and it felt like right like uh, the actual Pokemon company has attempted a couple of open world Pokemon games. They might evolve and the game. The Pal World feels way better than those games do. Right, like and they. They nailed the cat, like the the sense of capturing a Pokemon in an open world setting. So that is something that and has having going a great for reason it. for it, like other than like using it to attack or whatever. Exactly, like you're using it to do things at your your base or whatever. So I agree. Like even I recognize that, even though I don't like the genre, I do like that aspect. And they they might be able to, if they don't get shut down or sued or whatever, they might just be able to grow off of that because it is preview. You know, yeah. like they're 
maybe they'll be like, hey, like kind of like Fortnite, how that came out. It was supposed to be like a survival four versus whatever everyone game or something, right? Mm-hmm. And they just threw in the Battle Royale version because of the success PUBG had. And they're like, hey, let's just throw it in here. You know? And it did, yeah. and it blew up. Became like one of the biggest games ever. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, see what happens. See what happens with it. See. Uh, but, uh, yeah. What, what else we got, Brandon? What do you got over there? I know you said you got a couple movies yeah, to talk just, about. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do uh, Talk To Me. I saw Talk To Me. That's a movie that's been recommended to me. I've seen it on some lists. came out, I think, a year ago. Um, it's an Australian film. Oi. I would put it Oi, under... mate. Oi, talk to me. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, they, yeah, it's it's technically a horror movie. Okay. Um, it's on the creepier side, but I wouldn't be like... I think most people could watch it if they can handle little horror. But it's it's really good. I can see why people liked it. So I'll give you the concept, and then we'll, I'll, I'll stop talking about this. But... Um, there's these teenagers, they're all Mm -hmm. like in high school or whatever, they're all hanging out and they catch wind of how one teenager, kind of like the bully, whatever, outsider of the school, she has access to this hand, this really weird looking hand. And they, when they put it down, they light a, a mat, um, they light a candle and then somebody sits down in a chair and they're like tied down with bungee cords or whatever in front of everybody, and then um, they hold the hand. They hold the hand <laughs> of the of this weird looking hand. That, you know, they they hold the hands with it, and then they say, "Talk to me." Then they, um, they see. Oh, then they see, and in front of them, they'll see like a demon or a ghost or whatever. They'll see somebody that uh, nobody else can see, but that person can when they're holding it, and then. They say, um, the person in the chair I, is holding the hand. Yes, that's tied down. Yep. Okay. Yeah, hmm. they're like kind of bungee or whatever, all this stuff, you know. But they, they, they hold the hand. They say, "Talk to me." They see a ghost. They're introduced to a ghost only they can see, and then they're supposed to say, "I let you in," right? You say, "Talk to me," and then you say, "I let you in," and then they get possessed, and you're only allowed to be possessed for like a minute. But the kids are all drinking and having fun while you're being possessed, and you do you like oh. say things. You look across the room. You call things out, and they're all like, "Oh my god!" So they have access to ghosts or demons or whatever. And then um, I'd be pretty focused on that. That sounds pretty serious, right? <laughs> we're gonna summon a, we're gonna make a drinking a game out of it, right? And I'll be over the, here playing Goldeneye. <laughs> so it's an interesting concept because all these kids are doing something that you typically is like hidden or like i don't know like they 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 work their way to get to this thing and then they get possessed or whatever this is like hey we just have this thing we don't you know some guy gave it to us and we just do it and it's fun and they film each other and they just party while people take turns being possessed but while you're possessed you only for a minute and then you have to blow the candle out so that the thing leaves and then you're back Mm -hmm. to normal so obviously something happens when the main character is under of course I won't reveal any of that, but the concept is that right there. I think that's different, uh, refreshing for horror movies, and yeah. it has a satisfying end. Um, it's got a lot of heart to it. Um, it's just a good movie, and it, and it does a really good... I don't know. Teenagers are always unbelievable in the way they act in horror movies. Right. 
they do the the dumbest possible thing to either get themselves killed or right. you know. So this yeah. one, this one, this seems like they're doing stuff that seems reasonable. You know, okay. yeah. like they're trying to keep it a secret of the thing that they they are doing. You know, so was this was this on any streaming service? I rented. Or I saw an airplane. So. <laughs> I saw it talk to me down, down, and then I watched Green. Yeah, then I watched Green Night on the way back. Um, but yeah, I watched it on an airplane. But I think it's on Amazon Prime. You might have to rent it though. Okay, talk to me. That was called. Talk right? to me. Yep. Okay. I'll Check have that it for you one just a second out. Here. That sounds like like it sounds like an interesting novel I, concept. Still, so. I, there's scenes in it that I still think about. I'm just like, well, okay. weird. So, All right. Ew, you've got my interest is, um, peaked. Mm-hmm. Cinema, Fandango Cinema. I don't know what the fuck that is, but you rent it on just about anything. That doesn't else. sound real, right? That's what what <laughs> the internet says. So, Dave, I heard you watched uh, Dune. Did you watch the Dune. old one and the new one, or just the new one? Well, it started <coughs> off with the game. The oh, the, that strategy Spice, Spice Wars, Wars game. Spice Wars game. Mm. Yeah. And that got me interested yep. in it, got me seeing the houses and shit like that. And then I was like, all right, I, you know, the more, I don't know, I've never been a Dune fan or familiar with the franchise really at Not all. Not a Dune guy? No. And I had saw the, the new movie in theaters and I was fairly confused because I don't, you know, I didn't know was what. Was that your first experience with Dune, seeing the new movie? In the theaters, yes. Okay. So okay. then after the Dune game, I went and watched the new Dune movie again um because it's on something um and enjoyed it a lot more like because you know things are starting to make sense where there's you know the galactic intrigue of these houses trying to vie for control of the planet spice chosen ones all that kind of shit you know it gets me everybody loves that a good <laughs> space story with chosen one once there's a chosen one involved you're like all right, all right. um but then I went back and watched the 80s version after I watched the new version. And yeah, man, that dude. that one is a trip. Like they do some they do some crazy stuff in it. The story is pretty close to like the new one. They broke it up into chunks for the new movies, which makes it feel better. Wait, um is the new movie are the new movies supposed to be retelling the story of the old movie? Yes. Oh, I thought it was like a like a legacy sequel type thing. Except the no, new movie, no, oh, the new movie is broken that. up into like two or three versions, yeah. whereas the old movie was just one. Right. Okay. So uh, who, they take their who do time. You think, who do you think did a better job? Because I've seen part of the new one and I've seen the old one a long time ago. Who do you think does the better hand scene in the beginning act when the, he has to test himself? Because he'll die if he takes his hands oh, out of that box. The new Which, one is better. New one is better. Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> so, like, because the old one, it's like. I, it's got to be. Late I remember liking it back in the 80s. day, though. Hold on, let me find this one. Cause... But there's like this thing where like the mother goes to the main character, the son, and says, "Put your hand in this box, and mm-hmm. no matter what happens, you can't put your hand out. If you do, I believe you will die." Is what she tells him. Yeah, because oh, she's got and that's some. It. She's got some needle of poisoning stuff up to his neck. Um, yeah, that's what it is. Oh, yep. First one came out in '84. It had sting in it, like. But, like, yeah. the, the characters are, like, cheesy where they've got, like, these parted hairs and it's all, like, feathered, very 80s style. It's futuristic. Yeah. yeah, and some of the, like, I give them props, though. That Like, that old movie, like, they did 
some shit with like some of the special effects and some of what CG they had back then. But a lot of the sure. realistic effects on people's faces and like some of the sets that they built and shit like that were pretty damn cool. Um, but you know, the mo- new movie's got CG that it can spin off of and it can do, it can like, you know, make real sandworms that aren't puppets. Like it can make, right. it can, they can go pretty balls wild. So, um, it's just a trip to see those two back to back and just kind of see how far this has come. I don't know. I know people love the series. Like it the oh, book yeah. came out Dude, in the seventies, I believe. Um, but there's multiple books and I don't know how far they, oh, you know, how far older. it goes after this Atreides house Atreides stuff. But you know, the new movie with Chalamet and Oscar Isaac and Jason Momoa, um, and Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson no, is Cal, the mom. Cal Drago's in it. He's got long hair in it, right? Yeah, he looks exactly. He's like the right. Rock. Oh, is you gonna look the same in everything I do? Oh, Momoa. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I thought he's fine in the movie. He's you know he's just a he's, fine. he's, he's a, a war he's gen- a soldier. So a soldier, that's what it was. Yeah. 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 The, but the old one had like uh, Sir Patrick Stewart in it, like. Oh, I was not ready yeah. for that. A young, young Sir Patrick Stewart who still looks like he's like fifty. Or right. he probably was like in his thirties I mean, or something. But like, the dude's been came out of the womb bald and he never, never sprouted a hair on his head. Like, <laughs> but that dude, you know, it was you know cool to see that that cast put together. Sting is just in there just because we wanted fucking Sting in our movie. Like he's he's barely why in not it. just so we can take his close off later and show his shredded sting body dude is a little too skinny but that's a whole other story um no that's cool dune is an interesting franchise i kind of wanted to get it in because the new one's coming out soon so um trying to stay up on my dune so i can be all right dave all you've done is told us that you've watched dune what is so special about dune like why i don't know why would somebody listening to this care i don't know like that's what my does problem. Make is I special. want to like it, and I think it's boring as fuck. I tr- I'd stop watching the movie. It's just, I, well, I haven't even it's attempted to watch it. Stuff like just sci-fi. Once stuff. I've once I played the game, and you kind of figured out like the houses, and like oh, there there's a galactic currency of spice and all that crap. Like it made it a little interesting. It's about the lore of the world, right? Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like the lore and just the world building is. It's not necessarily the story. It's just the world that it takes place in. People, the new vision, like, like this, the story in the new version, I think is told a little better. Where they're, you know, I don't know. I had to watch it the second time. I watched it. I got a lot more enjoyment out of because I knew that you know what happens to House Atreides and why it happens. And are they like, the good the guys? Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Oscar Isaac and Chalamet. They're the were they Atreides? Yes. Paul Atreides. Who names their space kid Paul? Atreides. They named him like Laser, Duke Laser Gun or something like that. But, <laughs> um, no, I don't know what makes him special. I think I think it's just an interesting story. It's just like galactic, I don't know, galactic space houses fighting each other. I think it's just, I, say, a, I mean, you know, with houses, it's an interesting it's story. Like got a little bit of that, like Game of Thrones, like house rivalry type right. stuff. Yeah, a little bit. I think the, the well, only Game of Thrones I only know, has like, the same two thing. Two or three of the houses, but there's like betrayals. There's the like the witch or the the um the king. The, I can't the ice king or whatever. I can't think of his name. Yeah, you know, coming. So like that keeps the movie the story going. I don't know what the right. sto- like. What is the urgency in Dune? That's like I got to see how this resolves itself. Like what is what are we trying to 
doing the story. Because when I watch it, it just seems like everyone's just meeting people. And then we're meeting people. And then we're meeting the Fremen. And then we're just meeting people. It's just like, oh, I gotta turn this off. I don't want to spoil anything. But, uh, like, once you, I mean, you see what happens to House Atreides, you kind of want to see how that resolves itself, essentially. That's okay. All, really all right. Say. So it's the fall of House Atreides, the good guys. Okay. Yeah, and how they how do they come back? How does the uh, how does the redemption arc go? How does you know? Okay, so, kind of like uh, how do these in big fucking Game worms come into play? Yeah, you know, okay. giant okay. sandworms like that doesn't make sense. Like it's just, it's just sandworms, whatever. I mean, Tatooine but. had those too. I know it makes no sense. Tremors. They no they sense. vibrate the sand, and that's how they get through it. Is they vibrate it, so it's like moving, and then they can slide through it. Sure. So that's sure. all. Yeah. We're getting, we're getting the science of Dune next. Yeah. Don't uh, don't think about it too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. But no, that's all I got on Dune. All right. It's, a, it's an interesting one. I've I'm I've been interested, but I I, I don't know. Like Brandon, I I haven't had enough to. I haven't heard enough about it to like want <laughs> you know make oh, me want to leap in. Right. So, so somebody says out, Game of Thrones. They're like. You gotta see it. The Red Wedding alone, you know? The Red right. Wedding. Well, that sounds... What is that about, you know? Right. Me... I knew... Like, I heard about that even before I started watching the show. I'm like, oh, shit. I can't wait till like, I get to this because everybody talks about right. it. Right. You know? I've never heard that with Dune. You gotta yeah. see Dune because this, you know? I just hear... It's a thing that people like. If you like sci-fi, people like Dune. I'm like, okay. It inspires yeah, it's people, a space, but I just... Space story. And it's streaming on fucking tons of stuff. So if there's yeah, any... So. If there's a All time right. to jump in, you might as well... Part two's coming yeah, out soon, right? Yeah, part two comes out in just like a month or two, I think. Yeah, sometime this summer. Great Sweet director. Summer. He did the Blade Runner uh, sequel. You know, guy's really good. Well, it's on Sweet. Netflix, Max, TNT, TBS. Rent it anywhere. So everybody's Sweet. got Netflix. Just watch it there. Well, I got a big one to talk about. Let's get this bad boy out of the way. Big one. Okay. What is this? Prince of Persia. The Lost oh. Crown. Oh, the dude, I was Prince playing the demo game. last night. It's uh really good. I might have to buy it. So this. I played the demo on stream a couple weeks ago, which okay. that I played through that whole thing, and I'm like, wow, this game's fucking good. I love Metroidvanias, and I haven't played a good one in a while. Right. So I saw like the Ubisoft Plus. This is on Ubisoft Plus, which is Ubisoft's subscription service, basically the same thing as Game Pass. And there's Xbox integration with it as well so yeah i'm like i really want to play this game but i don't want to buy it full price so i'll subscribe to ubisoft plus for a month 17.99 i'm gonna do that eric you're a fucking genius i'm gonna do that (laughs) so i'm yeah i'm playing it through ubisoft plus uh and they have a ton of games on there too like all the all the ubisoft all the far cries all the like there's crew motor fest which i want to check out too which is like the uh their version of forza horizon yep um So, but yeah, uh, Prince of Persia Lost Crown. It's a Metroidvania. Like I said, uh, mm-hmm. I don't really have a big history with the franchise. Like, I honestly don't think I've touched any of the other games, but really? you don't really need to for this. It's yeah. kind of like its like roots, I, though, was like that genre, though. It was, you know, platforming. It's not it was like, yeah, action adventure. A game. Right, right. So, um, but this is a very, very good Metroidvania. And they've made some very smart uh you know quality of life improvements to the genre one of which being the ability to take a screenshot it sounds simple but it's actually really cool they call it the like a memory shard 
Yeah. So memory shark. You can you memory shark. So in a Metroidvania, you know, typical, you come across uh, a door or something. You don't have a power up to either get up to somewhere or open a certain door or whatever. So you leave and come back when you have that power. But mm-hmm. a lot of times, you look at your map and you say like, "Oh, why? Why didn't I explore that way? Why couldn't I go there?" And then you go uh-huh. back and you're like, "Oh shit, that's right. I don't." All have the, power. the time that happens. But yeah. in this game. You can simply press down on the D-pad, and it will take a screenshot and put it on your map screen so that you can view exactly that location where you took the screenshot and be like, go on your map, you see this marker, look at the screenshot and be like, oh, that's why I couldn't go there because I don't have the double jump yet. That's pretty genius. It's so smart. So fucking smart. That, like... That alone is like if you if you're at all interested in the in the genre, right. like that is a huge a huge quality of life thing. And totally agree. They also have a they just added that to Pal World. Did you hear that? <laughs> the ability, <laughs> next, yeah. Next DLC, they're adding that to Pal World. Probably. Still. They also have um, an exploration versus a guided mode, which. So far, the only difference that I've seen is the guided mode puts, like, the main objective marker actually on your map. So you can sort of work your way towards it. Okay. The exploration, exploration mode sort of makes you kind of figure it out uh, where, which direction you're supposed to go. But I put it on the guided mode because I, as a avid Metroidvania player, I'm the type of person who will explore every path possible until I have to go to the, mm-hmm. you know, next bait objective point. Yeah, kind so of knowing, same. knowing which direction the main objective is in allows me to explore every other path that I haven't explored you know, yet. Right. Not to go. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I know where, I know where not to go yet. And then I'm like, okay, I've exhausted all my options here. So now I can progress towards the, the main quest. Hmm. So like it, it is really, really cool. Um, it's a really have, good demo too. Like you get a good chunk of the game. Dude, yeah, they give you they give you some power ups that you don't have like in the um, you know in the in the initial in the in the full game like the uh, the air dash and stuff. So they give you a taste of some of the powers that you unlock. Ooh, okay. Um, okay. In the main game. That's cool. Like even obviously the whole thing with Metroidvania is, is you start really under leveled, underpowered, and then you you know you build up your powers as you progress through the game. That's kind of the whole hook um, is kind of stringing you along to that next upgrade. Like what, what power am I going to get next? But you know, even when you start out this game, I feel like you don't feel weak, you know, I don't know the, the, the upgrades that I've gotten so far are more like uh, supplemental, like the air dash. Like I was saying, I haven't even, I haven't, I've played like, I don't know, four hours of this game so far. I haven't unlocked like the double jump yet or anything, but I feel like I don't really need it, you know, which is, like I don't feel like I am, um, you know, handicapped at all. Uh, it still feels really, really good to play. The movement, the combat, everything about this game is just super cool. fun. The moment to moment is is so good, and I feel like they have it paced out so well in uh, Metroidvania between like the upgrades that you get. Because it's at a certain point where I'm like, okay, um, I'm feeling like there's gonna be, you know, I need something else to to pull me along, and like just as I'm thinking that, the next thing happens, like I get a new ability or unlock something. So it's you know it's paced really well, it looks really good, it feels really good. It um, looks really good. Can I? Fan of the genre. Yeah. Can, so the thing I really liked, other than it's buttery smooth and it hit, yes, everything about it, just the parrying, jumping and mm-hmm. off walls and all that stuff, great. 
the background. Because <clears throat> I, I play a lot of these oh, kind of yeah. games with my kids. We try them or whatever, brawlers or whatever. And I'm always looking at the background. And um, some games do it really well. And other ones just kind of have a generic. There's hills. There's a water in the background, some clouds, and that's right. it. This game. Static. The backgrounds are just. I can't stop. There's parallax. Just it's because I want dynamic. Like, so good. Animations going There's on. There's like a giant statue that you kind of are putting Huge together. Huge set pieces. And it's coming. Yeah. And like, it sounds like know, old it, God of Wars. Like that it's like yeah, it's like a two D God of War almost. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see that. But yeah, I just oh, wanted I like to that. comment that like it's just when you're playing it in in motion because you might look at the pictures and be like yeah, it looks fun, but when everything's moving, yeah, the parallax. I don't know. It just feels like I'm exploring in this Persian city, this yeah, medieval city or something like that. It feels so cool. It I don't know. It doesn't feel samey like... and all that stuff. Cause some games can feel samey. With the, yeah, I'm like not these guys. Everything feels like it was handmade. Yeah, and that's that's even more uh, prevalent in the main game because there are distinct areas. Because you know, there's the main like temple area, and then there's a forest area, and then there's like a library, and then there's the upper citadel. So, and all the environments look distinct from each other. Right. Um, which is yeah, it's really cool. Sounds yeah. You guys uh, are checking off all the boxes on my uh, Castle Royd Metroidvania dude. list. It's like it's definitely. Um, I don't know if you either of you have played Metroid Dread, but I absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. love that, that game. Really and it's like it's scratching that same itch. And I think like this game is even better. Like it, it I think feels, it's more fun. This is more once fun. you get your hands on the controller, it's like wow, it's this fast. It feels amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so fast. It's so snappy. You can control the character exactly how you want to. Like. Yep the uh, it just yeah it feels so good and like obviously metroidvania lives and dies by the movement and the combat and they've nailed both of those in this game so totally agree i'm glad they went back to the 2d too because like i don't know but when it first came out it was like that 2d like flashback out of this world like those games are more like deliberate with like making sure you can make the jump and climb to spots and stuff like that and then when was it playstation 2 i think sansa time came out Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that one was like a big resurgence of Prince of Persia right. or whatever, and then yeah. there were they turned that into a trilogy or more. I don't know. It just seemed yeah. like the seemed like the game Prince of Persia got real generic for a little bit, and now they're coming yeah. back with like you know they're reinvigorated. It's been there hasn't been a Prince of Persia game for a while, right? I don't think no. it's been yeah, it's been it's, Assassin's it's been Creed for a while. Far Cry and Assassin's Creed have been. They have that Sands of Time remake in the works, but they like rebooted it and they're they started from like scratch, so that's not coming out for a couple years now. So like, this, I think this yeah, is this smart, fresh take people, on it because this could have been an Assassin's Creed game. You know, yeah, it it could have like and yeah, IP wise, it could have been to make this a Prince of Persia game. I think is a smart move because it it keeps mm-hmm. another one of their fre- their uh, IPs alive. Get it back out there, and this is like a I wouldn't say it's a low budget because it's Ubisoft, but for them. It's one of their smaller efforts, and it's you know? it's it's a budget. T- it's if you buy it full price, it's fifty bucks. So right. it's it is, and it'll be on know, sale lower priced soon enough. But I think it's a good move to get people interested in that franchise again. The Ubisoft Plus thing is is huge though, because I mean they they do Ubisoft releases most of their, if not all of their games day one on their service. Oh, okay. So like, nice. that's cool. I saw this game was on there, and I'm like. I'll subscribe to that for a month or however long this takes to beat me and beat it. And I'm like, 
I'm loving it. So, and it, it's cool that they have the Xbox integration right there as well. It works like Game Pass. Once you subscribe, you can just scroll through the library of Ubisoft games and download them. Right. I'm curious because they did make a couple 2D Assassin's Creed games, and I'm wondering if they yeah like, they were good. I have them all. Are they, they decent? Yeah, the Chronicles. Are the they Chronicles anything? Games. Are they anything like this? Are they, I mean, they're just I know yeah, they're 2D just, Assassin's just Creed. some dialed back a little bit more. Um, realistic, I guess. Like. No. It more you're realistic, like, just kind of like jump dashing stel- and double jumping you, and shit like that. Do you remember one of the first Xbox 360 games that was uh, kind of like that genre, where it was a guy he like finds a um, uh, like an underground base, Shadow, Shadow, Shadow Plex? Complex, Complex, Shadow Complex. It's, they're more that like game. that. That was good. They're more like that. You're, trying, you're not just good, going yeah. guns a blazing, um, bouncing around. You're more or less trying to be strategic. Okay. You know, yeah. hide in curtains. Somebody goes by, then you come out and kill. It. So it had more stealth. This game. This guy's like John Wick with swords. Dude, yeah. Everything you're, comes you're, at him. You're doing air combos. It. You're jumping around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can get in and out. You can slide. It's oh, just, you sweet. just feel like a badass. It's, it, 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 what he was saying about Snappy, it's Snappy. The game is just constantly, I can just do whatever. And like if you die, you start pretty much right uh, where you left off, I think. Yeah, know. well, they yeah, they have yeah. the the typical thing where like there's these trees which uh, act as your um, points where you can restore health and save. Um, yeah. So that's what you respawn at one of those trees if you die, uh, which they're yes. they're pretty, they're all around. Um, yeah. Other than it's really nice though, if you die on a boss, they don't make you go back to a tree. You can just retry right there. That that's is cool. also a really really cool thing. Like. You can just hit retry because the bosses are tough. I've fought a couple of them already, and even some of the early bosses are tough. So okay. like, you might I've you know I've had to try two or three times before I beat the boss. And like, if I had to go back to my last checkpoint and go all the way back to the boss, it would have you know killed the pacing of the game. And like having that retry and restart right on the boss because you know you know how it is. If you if you put the game down for a night and you come back to the boss the next day, you know, you forgot their patterns or, you know, but just restarting right away keeps you fresh and you can just go right back into it. And yeah, yeah it's, nice. it's, it's great. Do the bosses yeah. or anything, do they use the background and like, do they use the, the 3d depth, the Z, do they use not, like the Z re- not that I've the, seen so far. Everything's kind um, of on the same plane. It's yeah, it's more, okay. it's on the same plane. Some cool. like, you know, vertical stuff, uh, too, but yeah, yeah, it's cool. Okay, um, nice. Well, the, but the like, enemies will use the enemies will do that. Like the standard enemies, you'll you'll be walking through like a temple, and then cl- where we are, or right up close to the screen, you'll see them kind of like climbing out, and then the that is working. Cool. And like that's mm-hmm. pretty neat because they're they're closer to us and they work their way. But everything is ultimately going to be on that one plane. Okay, mm-hmm. that's but cool. But they they like I said, like when you play this game, they do a good job with the background and foreground, making <sighs> yeah. it just feel three D. Too it's, much to yeah, play. Yeah, man, it's. It's, it it's good. Yeah, that that kind of pulled me off. I mean, I I was sort of waning on Baldur's Gate as it was. Not that I am like done with that game Don't by any means, it. but I was like, I was like, I want you know, I wanted to take a break and get into something else. And this game has like reinvigorated me. Like, okay, yeah, I want to go back and play this like right after we're done. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's that kind of game that you just want to keep going back. Download to, the so. demo, Dave. Check it out. I I got it downloaded. I just haven't. I saw you had the demo to Tekken 8, so I downloaded it and played the demo. That was the dumbest thing I've ever done. Dude, this, that I was I was that was on my question People mark. Why is it dumb? Like, should I talk like about a this? Nine game? out of ten or something like that, and I'm like, I think they're talking about the fight because like, I love Tekken. 
the story, like I have no, I like I actually watched all of the the cinemas about Tekken one through seven, and they give a like a short story yeah, about what happened, and, and like they weren't like I get so it's confused wild shit. about it's who a wild who, story. And, it's just bad mm-hmm. storytelling because it's that Japanese storytelling. So it's off the wall. It's it's not off the it's wall. It's meant to be generic writing, dude. Dude, it was that's how it's meant painful. to be though. It's meant to be like completely over the top. Just fucking right. batshit crazy. I, can't, I was the getting kind of some dead or alive kind of vibes for it. So, like, here's the American biker guy. Here's the yes. chick country singer in a bikini. Here's the <laughs> right, ninja dude. that's got robot legs or some shit. Like, exactly. I don't know. It's got that wackiness. I think it's different it, for me but... because I, I'm very nostalgic for Tekken. Um, I mean, I've, I've been the fuck playing out of Tekken Tag in college. I mean, in Tekken dude, 3, I I mean, I played Tekken games. one and two like on PlayStation. Like oh, those okay. are that was my shit. Like yeah. I was, I was into Tekken like when I was a kid. Um, so I have more nostalgia for those characters. But I I can see if you're I not familiar with the series. I heard that I it's got good training. Like, Mortal... like the, I heard that the training mode is really good, and I definitely need that because it gave me like a couple hints of like this is a charge meter this is a heat thing and i'm just pressing buttons yeah. i don't know what the fuck i'm doing like i did the training yeah you you can learn some of the players but like dude after playing mortal kombat one this is like i think a major step backwards in everything it's a different you know? kind of fighting game though the graphics mortal kombat were... one's meant to be cinematic and like sure yeah. i don't it's, know it's this tekken is more like a like a evo type fighter like a competition like fighting ass fighting game not yeah. like you know, it's like not meant what, for scrubs Eric? like you. Like, what? yeah, what are you saying? You saying <laughs> it's not meant for funny games. Well, like not the, meant for casuals. <laughs> I did like the. I'm not. The I'm not good at fighting it. games. The visuals on it were pretty sweet. Like the cutscenes are like sharp looking. Like I don't. I don't really care about the story or anything. But like the. No, I've watched like, gameplay when you're and fighting. It looks- it looks sweet, yeah. like breaking through stages, like floors and walls, and transitioning there's to different areas. Like effects that shit's all cool. over, and your hands. There's lightning going around your hands, and there's snow coming down, and there's you know all sorts of crazy shit going on, I which know. I thought was kind of interesting. But <laughs> I didn't know why, how, no, or why. I couldn't wait. Were I, happening. But what annoyed me is this shit. If you do get the demo, is the game starts. You do the story. You you start the opening cinematic. Brings you into a fight. You do a fight, and then it goes to another cinematic, a really long cinematic, uh-huh. builds up the story of the game, and then it's like, okay, go buy the game now. Like, <laughs> it was... I watched all this thinking I was going to play one more thing. Yep. No. I wasted like eight minutes of my life watching this shit, and I'm like, what? Just like that? Yeah. It's like somebody stole your candy. I was just like, what the hell? And then look at like 64 gigs for this bullshit i didn't see what else was in the uh yeah damn what else was in the demo was it like can you do the training or the there's four characters you can do um you can do uh arcade mode uh you can go against a computer and they can be any character okay um so i played against some of the characters you can't be i went and did that weird arcade mode where it's like you go to an arcade and you have a little me character (laughs) and it was just just Reading, I'm just constantly like skip, 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 because it's, it's ridiculous. Japanese games love their pop-ups. They just love to pop things up That's and true. tell you something. I'm like, can I just play? And then when I went to the Ubisoft game, um, we were just talking about the, the Prince of Persia game. Mm-hmm. It's just like three things they talk about, and there's go play, just play, and it's, mm-hmm. I'm instantly playing. I'm like, this is this is a video game. But anyway. one thing I will say about Prince of Persia, I didn't 
the story is fine, but that's not why I'm there for the game. Sure. Um, it's it's okay. It serves uh, its purpose. But it's, it's not why, yeah, it's not why I'm playing that game. Hmm. Um, no. It's just, it it moves the game along, but it's nothing to, hey, nothing to write home about. Uh, speaking of stories, so uh, Wes Anderson came out with a movie last year called mm-hmm. Asteroid City. I don't even know what it's about. I watched it with my wife, and I'm like, what did we watch? What was that? It made absolutely no sense. It's like very artsy. Most Wes Anderson movies. I'm not a big, no, I'm not a big Wes Anderson at least make guy. Have a story, though. This made I don't think no I've sense. seen a Wes Anderson movie. I don't think I've watched any of them. So, like, the Royal Tenenbaums was, like, the first one I saw, and it's about a father who has these kids, and the family just doesn't they kind of fell apart, but the father's dying. So they're all getting back together and they're just kind of, you just seen a dysfunctional family trying to get their, you know, go through this part of their families, like a moment in their family. Right. Um, you have life aquatica, right. It's about a father and a son, right. And like showing him the life he's on and all that stuff. And sh- so it's a bonding movie between the father and son asteroid city. I have, I'm telling you, I have no idea <laughs> what the story was. It, first off, it starts off fourth wall breaking. What you're about to see is a story, and blah blah blah. There's all these actors in it, and it's like black and white. And then they go into the movie asteroid. Now we're gonna go check out asteroid city. We go into asteroid city. Now we're in the movie, and everyone's talking. You know, then it's very like Wes Anderson. You know, everyone's dead straight on with the camera. You know, you got those colors everywhere, and everyone kind of talks weird and mm-hmm. quick. And, you know, all that stuff. Um, it's very Wes Anderson there. But still, like, none of these people are acting like real people. Like, none of this feels... You so, just didn't I'm, get it, man. I, no, I think you have to... <laughs> I think you have to watch this movie twice. I think that's the, how this movie was designed. But I'm just like, at the end of the movie, my wife and I are like, the hell did we watch? She's like, I have no idea. I mean, like, I don't even know how to explain this story. So I'm lost. That's, my life That's my back. review. That's my review. I don't know what this movie was about. I'm telling <laughs> you. I'm telling you. Please watch it. It's on um, Prime. It's on Amazon Prime. No. I, well, that's not. That, that doesn't make me want to watch it. Yeah. Most of the stuff oh. I haven't gotten into. Like I've even tried watching the what is it? Isles for Dogs or whatever. It was like a claymation yeah. movie with the kit, and like that one was just fucking weird. And I know yeah. they are hard watches. They've never really. None of them ever ever really spoke to me like I want to watch. Uh, it, Asteroid so City got a lot of buzz, and that's why out. I wanted to watch it. You know, it's got a lot of actors. What's the like. what's the the best one? Like the what's the ho- Grand Budapest Hotel? Isn't that, that one? Royal that's the last bombs. one I watched, and I when I dropped out on. But it's supposed to be really good. I thought that was supposed to be yeah, like one of his best ones. Maybe Rushmore was it? Rushmore supposed to be good. That's his first one, I think. Second, but second bottle, was bottle rocket one? was his first. Oh, I didn't even heard of that one. Okay. Wes Anderson definitely has a, a, a style. Right. <coughs> so, obviously, people, That's the only thing I know about him. If you like them, you probably will like all of them. But I'm just telling you, watch, like, the opening 20 minutes of this movie and then report to me <laughs> what you saw and explain it to me because... Confusion is probably going to be my answer, but... It's very fourth right. wall breaking and all this stuff, and I'm just like, what are they trying to tell me with this story? So, um, weird. Yeah. But I did see a movie on Netflix called, um, 
Don't Worry Darling. And that was interesting. Olivia Wilde made this movie. And okay. it just feels like a two hour Black Mirror episode. A lot of people. Wait, is that the it. one? Is that the one with uh, Harry Styles and yep. uh, Chris Pine? Yeah, and okay, I watched like half of this movie and fell asleep. My wife wanted really wanted to watch it, and we watched it, and I like I fell asleep. But I didn't hate what I watched. Yeah, um, it's just a slow burn, and I mean it's not a perfect movie. I think people are being a little harsh on it, but I think it's uh, if you like Black Mirror, it feels like Black Mirror. There's a good mystery. It's cool. You know, um, it's got a fun soundtrack. You know, that's that's all I can really say is it's 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 a good movie. It's you know, it's people good. just oh. kind of shit on it, but <laughs> it's worth it. I always see the the cover of it, and it shows Harry Styles and some chick like in bed, like face to face or whatever. And I'm like, it's a goddamn rom com. Lo- Looks like oh, a no. That's I think that's, that's throwing me from, off. Uh, that's the woman from uh, Midsummer. Oh God, she got out. Oh, of yeah, the, yeah, she yeah. got out of the Scandinavian cult, and she yeah went but, and uh, up yeah. with Harry. Yeah, you just follow her, and something's going on with all the men in town. The women are all just kind of stuck in this town in this village, and they just kind of just got to please their husband, and just you know, like what is this? You know, was it Stepford Wives or whatever? Like, what is going on here? So there's a mystery. One woman starts like saying weird shit to all the other women, and then. Well, so hmm. that's it. I can't okay. really give anything else away, but just watch it. You'll, you'll. I think it's. I think it's a good movie. All right. So it's not a rom. It's not a rom com. No, it's not. I think Gen One. Either she watched the rest of it, or she looked up the synopsis and she was disappointing with the e- disappointed with the ending. I guess I don't know what the, the. I don't know the ending, but right. I don't know. I don't know. Did you, were, it's one of those more more than more than meets the eye kind of thing is going okay. on. You know, you just have to figure right. out what is going on. Hmm. Dave, what's Nemesis? Oh, let's see. Nemesis um, is a 2018. Do we got to do the board game theme song? Do do do. So do I was do, right. Do, do, it is do, a board do, game. Board game time with Dave. Do do do. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, 2018. Brandon's gonna go get another beer. 2018. No, Brandon might actually like this one because I think this one drinking water today has some. Uh, this one has some flexibility. No. Was that a grapefruit? Was it, yeah. It's the only one I like. Yeah, nice. I am so sorry, David. You're right, trying to back. tell us about a board game. Yeah. No, don't shit on it before you hear about it. And so. I, I might like this board game? So, if there is a board game that captures the movie Alien, this would be my recommendation. Because you play with a bunch of people. Like, you know, we play with five people. You are all people waking up from hibernation on a spaceship. Fucking, hmm. there are aliens on this goddamn spaceship. They call them, uh, they call them something else, but they look like the miniatures aliens. are big-ass fucking guys that look like aliens. They have, you know, little guys which are called, you know, crawlers and larvae, and they face-hug you, and they can infect you, like, same shit hmm. as aliens. Yeah. So okay. you and your four people, or however many people are playing, you wake up from hibernation. You all have secret objectives that only you know. And your objective is to, you know, get this thing on the card done and survive, essentially. They can range from 
like make sure the ship gets to planet Earth and destroy the destroy an alien or like discover this certain thing about an alien and get the ship to Mars to quarantine it or something like that. So there's, you know, a cockpit which can set the the plane or the ship, no plane. It can set the ship to any places. There are engines that can check where you have to have two or three of the engines to actually have the ship go to where it needs to go. But some people may have a card uh, or a mission that says like, hey, make sure the ship doesn't get to Earth and make sure player three dies. <laughs> like, I knew I heard of this game. Isn't this the one that Among Us was inspired by? It could no, not quite. Um, Among Us is more like Werewolf. Um, oh, that's that's werewolf. the one I was yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, but this one, like, because there can be some people may have to get to Earth. Some people may be trying to get to Mars. So you know, somebody may go to the cockpit and they look at the thing and they can see A, B, C, D, like what planet we're going to, and they don't tell anybody. Like you don't show it to people. You put it back down. And you'd be like, yeah, we're going to Mars. And then, you know, maybe somebody goes and checks it, and maybe that person's fucking lying, and they're trying to kill people and or get something to Earth. So all the while, you're trying to get around the ship without making noise, because when you make noise, the aliens come. They'll come out of a fucking duct, and you got to, you know, try and fight them or kill them or, you know, run away and try and... Or you can, like, shut doors on people. You can put, shut people into rooms, like, if you want to fuck them over. <laughs> like... It gets pretty hmm. intense. Um, so it, it kind of is like an encapsulation of, you know, alien. But the board the board is different every time where, like, the tiles for each room um, have, like, supplies in them. And you can search them for supplies and get ammo, get new guns, get all that kind of stuff. Um, everybody's playing a different class where you're playing, like, the scientist, the soldier, the captain. Everybody's got their own special kind of moves that they can do. Um but it is a really it's it's hard as shit to win and it is fun as hell to play with other people especially like you know the first time it may take a little longer cuz everybody's getting used to the rules and what you can do and stuff like that but um it's also um kind of cooperative kind of not cooperative depending on what your mission is eric you'll like it it's kind of like a deck builder where you have like your deck of cards i'm in you're playing you're playing <laughs> you're playing cards I'm out. Certain cards, you know, <laughs> it costs one card to move, or it costs, you know, two cards to move quietly, or something like that. Ooh, um, now, now you have me intrigued. One of my one of my favorite parts about it is when you, if you go into melee with an alien, you get like infection cards. And Brandon, you'll probably remember this back in the back in the eighties, um, when they used to have like <laughs> hidden quests or like, uh, I don't know, they used to be like guides for games or whatever. They'd have text with, like, all that red gobbledygook over, and you'd get, like, a little red piece of, like, film or whatever, oh, yeah. and you put it yeah. over so you can read the text Decoder. underneath. Decoder. Cipher. Yeah, 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 yeah. So every time you, like, run into aliens or you get slimed or something like that happens, you get infection cards, and they all have a little area on it that, you know, you can't read what's underneath it. So you can't play those cards or whatever, but... Um, you either have to go to like the medical station and that lets you check your cards. You put them in like a little thing so you can read the card when it says either infected or it says like gobbledygook under there. So you can't tell, but you know, if you get off the ship, like, Hmm. Hey, maybe you get into the hibernation pod, but you've got two infection cards and one of them says you're infected. So you're kind of fucked. So it's, it's, it's fun. It's got a lot of different cooperative and competitive different angles that you're taking with each other where everybody, 
everybody's worried about what their one mission is on their card, and they're all sneaking around the ship and trying not to wake up the queen alien because she will fucking ruin your night. Um, questions, comments, Sounds sweet. concerns. Yeah, I want to play it. Is, it is an interesting one. It's it's kind of an expensive one. I think it's like 150 bucks for like the the base version God, of man. it. And then there are multiple versions of multiple expansions on it where you can like you can swap out the aliens for a different alien race or whatever. Um, hmm. There's another version of it where you are you are a ship docking with the ship from the first game to find out what happened to everybody on the ship. So it's taking like hmm. it's like the aliens That's version. Cool. Uh, it's it's yeah it's it's a little weighty, but um, it's not something you'd play with the kids or. How many hours does it take to play this game? Um, Six. The site says 90 to 180, so hour and a half to three hours. I think we played with um, five people the other night, and it took like four, four and a half. What are but the, we, uh, were, we were still learning a lot the, of the rules. and sh- What are the win the conditions, or the I guess the end, what ends the game? Uh, well, the win, the win is the card, but the ending of the game, um, you can set the self-destruct on the ship and you can blow it up, which mm. everybody loses. Um, you can get in escape pods <laughs> and you can jettison off the ship. Like you can just get in the escape pod, shut the door and just like, fuck off everybody. And just like kick out of the ship. <laughs> See ya. If you get your shit, if you get your card done, you get the fuck out. Like you don't. You don't worry about it if anybody else is. Hey, is Tommy okay over there in the medical bay? No. Fuck Tommy in the medical bay. You get out. <laughs> Unless your card says that, you know, that guy needs to win it. Or you can get back into the hibernation pods. But you got to. Can you, you get... help other players if you want to? Or yeah, is it... absolutely. I mean, you said it's semi-cooperative. Yeah. So, like, you know, okay. most of cool. us, none of us took, like, cards that, like, hey, you got to kill the other players that you're playing with. Because um, you get to select two of two objectives. So we all were pretty normal. Um, some people had to, like, you know, make sure the ship was going to Earth and destroy the the egg nest or something like that, and you know, hmm. stuff like that. But yeah, it's either hibernation pods. If you get in the hibernation pods, you have to be going to Earth, and engines have to be on because if the engines are off, you're fucked. Um, Self destruct has to be off if you get in the hibernation pod, or else you're fucked. Um, there's there's a lot of different tricky ways to get off the ship, but it's you know, some somebody eventually is gonna you know find out that they're going to lose, and then they're just going to go flip on the self-destruct just to be a dick and try and <laughs> screw everybody else so nobody wins. Like, that kind of stuff. Right. So. That's funny. That's fun. I'm sure it's, it's a good one. I'm sure it's yeah, fun. It's cool. After you spend, like, a couple hours, you're really invested into this scenario. Yeah. Or, like, once you once you get to learn, like, the... Like, as it starts to go around, once you start to learn how to use your cards and stuff like that, it speeds up a lot more. Yeah. So, if you're not learning it, I would say, you know those times are accurate definitely watch a video online before you play it because that helps so much so sweet board games are fun get it get more in there but if anybody's looking for an aliens board game this is my recommendation so nemesis nemi yeah nemesis nice all right well i got you said you get another a couple quickies dave i got two more quickies i know day or brandon you're I'm good. I was. I'm right. almost done with Squid Game. I don't know how anybody can say that that's better than Alice in Borderlands. Alice in that's Borderlands what I'm blows saying, the shit Dave. out of Squid Game. I oh, we got one, ep- one or two I'm episodes saying. left. It's not. 
you don't have any connections with the characters. It's just like random people with numbers on it. And like, I don't give a fuck if this guy dies. Like, fucking die. So go I don't. Jump so I don't. I don't need to watch it then. Right. I mean, you so can, and then you'll appreciate. I think you should watch it. Alice I think it's good. I just think that Alice, Alice in Borderlands. I love Alice better. in Borderlands, especially just because man. of the mystery. The last the season, weird, mm-hmm. so good. Season so two, good. I know. I'm like, man. give me a season three. Come I on, want do more. It. They, I think yeah. they said that they're working on it. So I think so. I mean, they and they're past. The, they left it on a on a cliffhanger. They're past you know, the manga so. too, so it's all new stuff there. So it's okay. interesting to see. Yep. Um, that is cool. That and I started reading the Cimmerillion, which. <laughs> that is some thick what ass. What is that? That is it's the Bible of the this, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, basically. Oh, well, that's a good way to put it. it, Brandon. I started reading it, and there's like there, there was the one, and then he thought, and in that thought, so like, he wanted in this in the lore. It's guys. like the gods and okay. Yeah, it's, I'm it's in the thick of that rings. stuff right now, where he's like, yeah, he's talking about the one, and he's like, gods are making music, and he likes this music, and you can tell that like. The ones that make like the harmonious music are going to be like the good guys. The ones that make like the loud discordant music, but they're making music. But those are going to be like the you know they're doing what they are... show. So they're like the devil. So like yeah, they're like Morgoth and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they're yeah. I could see I could see how people get into it. Um, I'm not to any of the interesting parts of it where they're talking about rings of power or any bullshit like that. But it's interesting to kind of start to see like what he was thinking about way back. Like the, the first preamble of the book is a letter from J.R. or token to some other publisher guy. And he's kind of just explaining like, yo, there's, there's a lot of shit going on in here. Like check this book out. <laughs> was it, is it true that he started that first before the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings? But I he never finished it. And then in his the kid, he was trying to work on it. I think his kid ended up like compiling all of it and putting it all together and releasing okay. it. Um, because I yeah I don't think I think he had it, all this stuff written at some points in various mm-hmm. states of finishing, finishedness. Yeah. Well, whatever. They just um, say it's like the first book he started is the last book that he worked on or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's interesting, but yeah, we'll see how far I get into that before I get bored and switch off to something else. Snooze. Yep. That's it for me. <laughs> what else you got, Eric? Uh, my two quickies. Um. I started getting really into a, a mobile game again, so I gotta. I always gotta have my like my game games. in the morning when I have my coffee. Mm-hmm. So um, poop, you can. I say. was really into Slay the Spire for oh. a little bit, right? Uh, I'm now <clears throat> talking about it on the show before. Actually, it was one of my top indie games on our indie game episode. Into the Breach is on yeah. Netflix. Yes. Games. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I the game is fucking, fucking great. Almost got it. Love that game. I've never played it. It's Dude, so fucking good. Mm-hmm. If you like, you know, turn-based strategy games, it's more, I feel like it is a turn-based strategy game, but it's more like a puzzle game because you know exactly what the enemy is going to do. You know exactly what's going to happen on every turn. You just have to figure out the best way to navigate it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about it. Cause like every turn you could spend, I don't know, five, 10 minutes just staring at the same screen, figuring out like, oh, I could do this. I could, but then my mech will get hit or I'll lose, you know, this some civilians here yeah. or this building will get smashed. I could, you know, I could kill these two aliens, but then, you know, these people would die. So it's like, it's figuring out how to minimize the damage to the grid and your mechs and to also, um, there's, objectives for each uh mission whether it's kill you know seven vec or block three spawning vec or Mm -hmm. you know 
collect the time pod or whatever. So like there's objectives you have to balance. There's protecting the grid you have to balance. And there's also making sure your pilots don't die. So you're sort of balancing all of that and figuring out the best moves to make. Cause sometimes you have to make tough choices. Like For I don't sure. want my pilot to die. So I'm going to sacrifice some of the grid cause I know I can get some back later, you know? So it's those, those tough choices that you have to make. And I am like, I'm all in again. Like it is, is that my a game that, morning that game. works well on your phone cuz I downloaded Dude. that like a year ago Dude, and I never it works even so it up. good. It works better on my phone than on a controller cuz like you can okay. just tap everything. Tap right. where you want okay. your mech That's to move. F- confirm it. Confirm your attacks like it's so good. I've been play I played it on the Switch for a while and that is very nice. That's where I was playing it too. It's nice actually screen. It's on sale right now for 7 $7.50 for Dude, this game. It's like It's an amazing game. I wow. I've said this before but it's like one of the perfect video games in my opinion. Design-wise like um you know just it's it's amazing. It's it's great. I mean, you may not like this genre but like it's you know if you are into this sort of thing um it is it's the best of its I would, kind i would look up our indie spotlight that we did we each did yeah. what three games mm-hmm. was it three i games think it was each? did or, i thought it was like our top five maybe it was maybe it was just three okay but. it might be 15 total i think it was our top five it might be games. top five then yeah mm-hmm. but that's a great because the variety of games that we had in that mix was really good and i do remember you talking about that in depth so yeah yeah man i'm i'm into it again though like i and it's it, having it on my phone is so convenient because like i said drinking coffee in the morning sitting on the couch playing that sitting on the fucking toilet taking a shit playing it like <laughs> it's it's great it's great man um so i'm into that again and also my last thing i started watching better call saul Ooh. again um so like breaking bad is one of my favorite shows of all time uh so fucking good um but Better Call Saul is like the prequel to that, if you don't know. Um, that follows uh, Saul Goodman, or Jimmy McGill is his real name. Um, and I tried, when it first came out, I tried to watch it. I only got through like the first season um, and stopped for whatever reason. But yeah, I've I've been hearing, you know, talk about it. And the I think the, I mean, it wrapped up like a year or two ago at this point. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to, it's, it's always been on my list and I finished, um, some anime that I was watching. So I needed a, a show to fill my void. Cause like I have a, sh- like, it's usually like my wife and I have a show together, which is yep. like Ted Lasso. And then I have my own show that I'm watching and it, that's better call Saul now. <laughs> okay. So I'll, I'm watching that every night before bed. Um, I'm through the first season uh, and I've, I mean, I've only been watching it for like a week, so I'm like, I'm blowing through it and I'm loving every minute of it. It's, it's great. Um, I'd say, I mean, if you like, you know, if you liked Breaking Bad, you'll like this show. Uh, Saul is my favorite characters. character on, uh, Breaking Bad. Dude. Yeah. Have you watched Better Call Saul? No. Well, what are you doing? Dude, it's, it's just, so, it's so good, dude. I'm, I, I'm I should you. watch it. I just felt like, I feel like it would be a watered-down version of Breaking Bad. It's not. I, Breaking it's not. Bad is so good. <clears throat> it's not. Um, and, like, they do, I mean, I'm only through the first season, but I've heard from everybody that's watched it, it only, it gets better with every single season. Um, and I, I mean, I like the first season. It's, like, it's, the first season's really focused on, you know, uh, Jimmy getting his career off the ground and how he got into law and his backstory to um, his shady past, all that stuff. So 
it's good. It's cool to get a backstory on him. They there's some returning characters from Breaking Bad, but they feel like they make sense. They're not just sort of shoehorning them in just for the sake of it. Um, it makes sense to the story because you get a lot of background on like uh, Mike Ermintrout and right. like you know some of these other characters. So, and it makes sense how they interact with Jimmy and stuff. So yeah, it's great. I'm I'm loving it. Uh, so I'm gonna keep watching that. That's my that's my new show, but. Sounds interesting. That's all I got. Yeah, dude. I've never seen Breaking Bad, so like, well, that's the oh, wow. I'm dude. the I'm the Huckleberry here, man. Yeah, I, know. And I, I know. Gotta you got. I've heard it all. It's it's again, yeah. It's one of the one of the perfect, perfect, most perfect shows in my book. It doesn't overstay as well for him. It's it's five seasons. Right. Knows when that's it, it? needs to end. Yeah. I thought it was like eight or something like that. Nope. Hmm. It ended when it needed to end. Like it didn't it didn't overstay no. its welcome. One of yeah, one of my favorite television shows. Right? I said Math Dealers can only really live for so long. Oh like, um sure. But the well, clock is ticking you, you once it's even know. Yeah. But it's all about the villains. The Breaking Bad is good because I think of all the villains so, that you meet. Sean Carlo. Well, it's got also the up, right. It's the the morale the morale choices oh, sure. and you know, the morality of everything. That's, I mean, that's, that's name. what it is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good versus bad. What's, you know, gray areas, what's drawing the line of, you know, doing stuff for your family or, you know, what are you willing you, to do? What are you to... really doing it for? Right. Exactly. You know? So, so it's good. It's good. Hmm. Good TV right there. But yeah, that's all I got. I'm good. You guys are good. I'm yeah. Great. Let's get out of here. That was, was a lot of stuff catch up on a lot of good stuff a lot of stuff i'm excited to keep going on um a lot of stuff that uh, i'm excited to check out like uh talk to me i think i might i might check out because that that actually sounded really interesting so uh and if we ever have a board game night yeah uh yeah i'm i'm definitely interested in that too so all sorts of good stuff yep um but yeah, if you want to share with us what you've been watching, playing, you can join our Discord, thenomadsoffantasy.com slash Discord. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter, Instagram, at Nomads of Fantasy, um, at the Nomads of Fantasy on TikTok, uh, YouTube.com slash at Nomads of Fantasy, and of course, Twitch.tv slash Nomads of Fantasy. Um, for our streams, like I said, we're going to be doing Friday streams. Just uh, doing some games, whatever we're feeling like. We have to decide what we're going to play this week. Um, so, I mean, when we're recording this, that'll be tomorrow. So, we're having something on the uh, the table for tomorrow, but should be fun. Crab bag it. Um, yep. For all your other Nomad needs, you can visit thenomadsoffantasy.com. Um, I feel like we haven't uh, promoted WhatMap in a while. WhatMapGame.com as well. That's still going strong. So, check it out. If you like uh, video game maps and guessing them, but other than that, <laughs> I like and guess, guessing. Yeah. And <laughs> if you what like map video games that? and you spend a lot of time looking at the maps, just trying to figure it out, you it's deep down in your brain somewhere, and you yeah, probably experienced so many maps that if you go to this game, this website, we're testing you to see if you think you know what map that is. Take a guess. You get like five or six guesses. Mm. Yep. Check it out. Whatmapgame.com. Uh, but with that, we're out of here. As always, safe travels, nomads. Peace out.